Welcome to A Day in Her Life podcast, a podcast with honest conversations about the real lives of everyday women. I'm your host, Ellie Rinnick, and I am fascinated by how other women make their days work. This week is a bit different than usual. Instead of a guest, I have a mini episode into how I conceive, plan, and execute getting food onto the table for my family. I go deep, like really deep, into the neuroses of how I organize my grocery list, decide which grocery store to go to, store food in our house, as well as how I get inspirations for recipes for my weekly menu. I share a lot of those recipes that are on our family favorites lists and what I'm making this week on the episode page on the website. So hopefully you'll get some inspiration there. If I'm being completely transparent, which is in line with the ethos of this podcast and my goals for this podcast, this wasn't the original plan for this week, but reschedules happen and I was really excited to use this as an opportunity to test out an idea that I've had to go deep, deep, deep into a topic that we cover on the episode, but not into the depth and breadth that we could go into. Other topics that I've thought about and would love to hear your feedback on are reading and books, skin routines and rituals like products, Botox, facials, etc., and relationships. I'm taking some guidance from our initial listener survey as well as ongoing feedback on the website, so if you have any thoughts, please share with me. I'm hoping these episodes won't just be me, but maybe follow-ups with our favorite guests about these specific topics as additional episodes some weeks. If you will humor me, I would please, please, please welcome any feedback on this episode at a day in her life pod on Instagram, or you can send me a message at a day in her Also, as always, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening. I feel incredibly lucky that this crazy idea I had has landed with you and that you're even listening to this podcast. I started this podcast to facilitate and encourage honest conversations about what we're really going through on a day to day. And I hope that you're feeling inspired to do the same with your friends and others that you talk to every day. I am so grateful for the guests that have already been on the podcast and have been willing to share their days with me. And I am so, so excited for the guests that we have lined up for this fall and beyond. If you have any suggestions for guests or see someone and think, wow, how does she do it? As always, please let me know and send me a recommendation on a adayinherlife.com. And with that, let's get into the nitty gritty of how I handle all things food in my house. I also mentioned in the episode that I will share my grocery list, and I am sorry to admit that my husband threw out my grocery list before I could take a picture of it. So I don't actually have a picture of my grocery list, but I will give you an idea of how I write out my grocery list on the episode web uh, on the episode page on the website. Awesome. Let's have some fun. So let's talk about preparing and planning meals. So I, I covered this a bit in my episode, but I am a plan for the week meals person. I don't have time to go to the grocery store every day. I wish I did. I love perusing the grocery store when I lived in Italy for a summer Every night, I would just walk back from class, pass a grocery store, and pick whatever struck my fancy to cook for myself for dinner. That is not the world that I am living in right now. So usually on Friday or Saturday, I plan the meals for the week. If I'm feeling creative, I will pick up some cookbooks and choose some recipes that I haven't tried. Usually, I try to introduce like one new recipe a week if I'm doing that. Cooking 
during the week with my kids really is a routine, not a time for experimentation. So if I'm trying a new recipe, unless it looks really easy, I'm going to do it on a weekend. And we only have one or two weekend days. So that kind of limits the options there. So my go-to cookbooks for regular weeknight or otherwise are the Molly Boz Cook This Book book. Smitten Kitchen Every Day. I really like the Alice and Roman cookbooks, Dining In, Nothing Fancy. But I am also looking forward to some new cookbooks coming out this year. I know Grossi Pelosi has a book. Uh, Molly Boz has another book. And so I have a cookbook problem and I, I'm on a one-in, one-out uh, policy now. So working on that. Other go-tos for recipes online. I love the Caro Chamber Substack what to cook when you don't feel like cooking, Smitten Kitchen, Grossi Pelosi, uh, Molly Boz, uh, New York Times Cooking is a subscription. Well, well worth it. I can always find something on there that I'm looking for. Of the ones that I listed, I subscribe to Caro Chambers um, and Molly Boz, and then New York Cooking I subscribe to as well. I also consult my favorite recipe note in my phone. And so I add to that as we get a new family favorite, I will share my list of family favorites in the show notes. And I will write out the days of the week that I need to cook for. So yesterday I was making the list. I needed to cook for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I will make sure I look at the calendar to make sure we're not missing anything. So uh, Monday or Wednesday, we have uh, Tim and I are going to go out to dinner because uh, he just got back from Thailand and we need some time together. And so I don't need to cook dinner on Wednesday, but I need to make sure that I have something for the kids. And then I plan the meals out by day, weekdays. I, as I said, I try to keep it pretty routine, so under 30 minutes of prep. And weekends can be more variable. Right now in the summer, I tend to not want to spend as much time in the kitchen. In the winter, I am so down for a two-hour prep dinner and making it delicious. So uh, I love cooking with the seasons. And I, as we're entering fall, I'm getting really excited for some of those more braised meats and stews and warmy, cozy things. But right now, we're cooking more fresh food, fresh food, uh, corn, salads, chicken on the grill those types of things because now's the time. I will also do a freezer inventory uh, to make sure I have a full list of what's in my freezer and what's easy to cook from my freezer. So uh, that I'll get into my kind of freezer stocking plan. But each week, I like to try to cook at least one meal completely from the freezer so that I don't have to buy food for that meal. And because I have it on hand, it makes it a little bit easier. I also will try to plan something for lunches if I'm inspired or if I remember. Summer, there are certain things that I really love making in bulk and then having all week. Um, this week, gazpacho is that thing for, or the past few weeks has been my like fixation. So I'm obsessed with gazpacho. I make a really easy recipe and I just have that in the fridge so I can grab it. In my episode, I talked about I was doing turkey roll ups with arugula, cheese, and apple. I sometimes we'll just do toast with avocado and or uh, toast with ricotta and like tomato on top. So it goes, whatever it is for lunch, it needs to be really, really easy, like under five minutes for me to prepare. So that's kind of my meal preparing philosophy or how 
I go through figuring out what I need to make for the week. I will say some weeks this is really easy and I have a bunch of ideas and I feel like I don't have enough days in the week to make all the food that I want to and I'm really inspired. And then some weeks I am scratching the barrel and begging my husband for ideas. In the conception, execution, and planning, conception, planning, execution model of fair play, it's I am the conceiver, planner, and executor of all things food in my house, especially when it comes to cooking meals. But I do ask my husband for feedback or ideas of what he wants in a given week. Usually, he's not full of great suggestions. <laughs> um, he's usually like, anything you make is good. But I I do try to solicit some input before going with a full list if I'm really struggling for ideas. So what do this week's meals look like? So as I said, I had Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I also wrote down some stuff for lunch. I needed to make sure I have stuff for overnight oats for breakfast. And then I wanted to make a cilantro dip. So Saturday was chicken salad with corn, tomatoes, avocado, scallions, and pepitas. The kids would eat portions of this salad. So they would eat the corn, they would eat the chicken, they would eat the avocado. And so I didn't buy anything additional or plan anything additional for them. I would just kind of portioned out what they would eat. Sunday is the tiny tomato pasta from Caro Chambers. My kids will eat the pasta, but they likely won't eat the tomato sauce. They sometimes surprise me with wanting sauce, but I will prepare the meal together. Monday is going to be shrimp tacos. These are one of my favorite things to make for dinner because they are so freaking easy and shrimp cooks up super fast. My kids sometimes like to try the shrimp, but they aren't super into shrimp yet. I'm not trying to force it. I'll usually give them one and I need to make sure that I don't make it too spicy. My son is very sensitive to spice, which is something I'm trying to grow out of him. Uh, But since my kids won't eat that, they will likely have chicken tenders with rice and broccoli. Tuesday is a pizza night. We're going to make pizza on our uni. This is really easy because I'll just get the dough and the sauce and the cheese day of, and the kids love it. Wednesday, my husband and I are going out, so we will not be making dinner. And the kids will have whatever's in the freezer, so chicken tenders, tater tots, whatever. Um, Thursday, we're going to have brats. So uh, those are just sausages brought or sausages um, for those who aren't from the Midwest or experienced in the ways of the Midwest. And I have those in the freezer as well as the buns in the freezer. For lunch, I'm going to make a batch of gazpacho. Then I'm going to make overnight oats for breakfast and then a cilantro dip. So I need to make sure I have the recipes for that. All right. So now that I have my list of meals for the week, I write down all the ingredients for all of the recipes at once. And then I go through my fridge, freezer, or pantry to make sure I have what I need or see if I have things. So for example, I wrote down taco seasoning for the shrimp tacos, but I had taco seasoning in my fridge already. So I just scratched it off. I, Since this episode is all about specifics, I'm going to get really deep on how we get our groceries and food. So we have a Costco membership. We try to go every two months-ish is probably the cadence that we go, maybe even every three months. But when I go, I try to go with a really specific list. You could spend a million dollars at Costco, no problem. So it's really helpful for me to know to, to know what they have. So I kind of did an inventory the first time I went and then only shop for what I need. I feel really wasteful if I'm buying a bunch of stuff that I don't end up needing. And so on my Alexa, I actually have a separate list called the Costco list. And so I'll say... Alexa, add X to my Costco list. I've added X to Costco. 
as you can tell, she listens very well. And then it's on a separate list. So when I go to Costco, I can just pull up that list and write things down. And things only go on this list if we run out of them and I know that they sell it. Uh, Things that I keep stocked from Costco that I would add to that list when I am done, when I finish them, frozen shrimp, frozen broccoli in like one pound microwave bags is a really great way to make sure that I have a vegetable that my kids will eat really quickly. I buy organic chicken, Bomama jelly. They sell it in like a 36 ounce container, which is massive. But my son is obsessed with jelly on his overnight oats. And so this makes it much more cost effective to give him the bougie jelly that he likes and snacks. So goldfish, pirate's booty, Z bars, that's it bars. They have so many snacks. Uh, The little single pack pouches of the veggie straws. So all those things I'll buy when I go to Costco and make sure that I add them to my list. I also have a vacuum sealer, which makes buying in bulk and repackaging things into specifically weighted bags a lot easier. It does mean that I spend a lot of time after going to Costco organizing the food that I bought, but it's worth it to do it in that moment. So for example, the chicken, uh, the brats that I we get our brats from there as well, they're really good. Those come in packages of like I think it's 20 brats in a package and I can't eat 20 brats in one day. So I will portion them out into packages of five, vacuum seal and freeze them so that when we need dinner for the family, we can just grab one package and cook it. And similarly with the chicken, that comes in a bunch of little like vacuum sealed packages, but it's not a specific weight. And As you might know, when you look at a recipe, it usually says you need a pound of chicken or a pound and a half of chicken. And so I go through and portion out the chicken using a kitchen scale into the specific sizes that we need, vacuum seal, and then freeze. One of my girlfriends did a deep dive Excel with unit price of all groceries from BJ's versus the grocery store and found that she really was saving money in shopping at Costco or BJ's. I, first of all, love that amount of energy. And I think the trick for me is just making sure that I'm buying what I need versus not overbuying everything because you see it in the store. So all in all, like my Costco membership, it is a time-consuming effort to go because I need to portion things out so that I can use it really well. But it does save time for me in the end because then I can just go grab things. And it saves money because I'm not shopping at for meat on a daily basis. Obviously, if I want like a really good steak, I'm going to go get a really good steak. But the meat that I use regularly, brats, chicken, I can just grab out of the freezer. I should mention that we have a deep freezer in our basement. It's a stand-up deep freezer we got when I was pregnant with Foster. We got a chest freezer. And then when I was pregnant with Hazel, realized we would need more space in that freezer and got a stand-up freezer. Would definitely recommend a stand-up freezer. It's so much easier to see what's in your freezer, but they tend to be more expensive. We also have a Walden Local subscription. We used to do of like a specific poundage of meat share, and I loved it. But we were getting really random p- pieces of meat, so we would get like country-style ribs, and that's just not something that we cook on a daily basis. And so we have switched to their add-on only subscription, which means we can choose whatever we want from their add-ons. And this allows me to really pick and choose what great meats we get from them. We also always get their bacon. It is incredibly good. And so every month we always get bacon, eggs, and they have really good salted butter. 
And so we get all of those monthly. And if I go through and choose specific meats, we'll get those. Otherwise, we'll just get like the base minimum. I think we have to spend $49, so $50 a month. And I am finding that that's a better way for us to use the meat share because we're picking specifically what we want and know we will eat. Another thing we get regularly is dumplings from Dumpling Daughter. We have those delivered every six weeks and they are such an easy addition to our easy dinners list. And if you haven't tried them, they are incredible. So absolutely recommend their sweet and spicy soy sauce is so freaking good. It is, it makes dumplings like a million times better. So 150% recommend Dumpling Daughter. It's really nice that they deliver and I don't even have to think about it. And we always go through all of the dumplings by the next time they deliver. And one other way we get our food occasionally is we use WECO, which is a food delivery service local to the Boston area. If I know that I will not have enough time to cook and I'm feeling really burned out from cooking, I'll sometimes schedule a WECO delivery for a specific night of a week so that I don't have to cook at all. I just have to prep whatever the food is. Uh, It's like warming or heating. It's not actually cooking, if you will. So if we order out, that tends to be our go-to. We also have a pizza place we order out from if we ever need to or a sushi place nearby. But in terms of a regular week, we are not usually budgeting or planning in takeout or we go from that schedule. Anywho, so that's the really deep dive on what where we get our groceries and food that is not a standard grocery store. And then... Once I made my grocery list, I make sure that I've gotten everything out of the refrigerator that I need. I'm not over-purchasing something. So let's say this actually happened to me this week. I had tiny tomatoes on my grocery list. I went into the fridge. I realized that I had some tiny tomatoes I had bought from the grocery store for lunch this past week. They were still in good shape. They They were local farm tomatoes and decided that I don't need to buy tiny tomatoes for the dinner tonight. But then because I'm using them, I couldn't use, I didn't want to use the tiny tomatoes later on in the week because I wanted to make sure they were still fresh. So I try to time my food also by in my menu planning by when the produce is going to be the freshest. So usually my freezer meal is closer to like a Thursday if I'm grocery shopping on a Saturday so that I'm using all my produce and fresh foods earlier in the week and then using my freezer meal later in the week because then I don't need that produce to have lasted as long. Once I've decided on my list, I then have to decide if I'm going to go to our local grocery store or I'm going to go to Whole Foods. Our local grocery store is about a mile from our house. I It's maybe three minutes. I, seriously, maybe three minutes. And But they don't have the best organic fruit and vegetable selection. And some of the staples that we've gotten used to from Whole Foods, like their brick cheese or some of those other things, this is a really minor thing, but my kids really like cheddar cheese and they like cheddar cheese that's orange. And this is like a no-brainer in the Midwest. But in the East Coast, I feel like a lot of the cheddar cheese is the Vermont-style cheddar, which is white, which is so petty. But my kids really like the orange cheese. And my grocery store doesn't have as large a selection of cheddar cheese that's orange, which is so stupid. But that's just one of the things that's uh, a daily 
debate. So anywho, the Whole Foods is about six miles away, but it can take 12 minutes with no traffic or 25 if there's traffic. Thank you, Boston. So I usually try to decide based on what staples we need, what amount of produce we need, whether or not to go to the grocery store nearby or go to the Whole Foods. I also did a compare once of everything that I got at the local grocery store. I pulled up an Amazon Prime in the exact same amounts to price out what the difference would be. And it was $50 more expensive to go to my local grocery store. This was also a really big grocery shop. So it was like over $200 worth of groceries. However, that has influenced my decision in a number of different ways when I'm trying to decide whether or not to go to the local grocery store or go to the Whole Foods. And so once I decide I'll choose what grocery store to go to, if I have a choice, I usually try to go to the Whole Foods, but that's also time dependent. So if I'm tight on time, I just can't. And that's fine. I I just have to accept that. This week, I chose to go to the Whole Foods because my husband was still out of town and I had a babysitter come so I could go to the grocery store while the kids were napping. I used to do Instacart or Amazon Prime, but I am really picky about the fruits and vegetables and it ended up frustrating more than not. So I chose to go to the grocery store at Whole Foods. I knew the order of the aisles and stuff. And so I organized my grocery list by area and aisle in a sequential order. So for example, my grocery list will usually read down and across. It'll go like veggies, then baking and bread, then oils, then international, then pasta, then meat and frozen stuff, and then dairy. That's how I write it out, but I actually go backwards through that list. This is super specific, but I used to start in the veggie aisle because that's where you walk in. However, I noticed that by the end of my grocery shop, my veggies were getting squished. And so I started going backwards through that list. So I started in the dairy and then end in the veggies. So my veggies are on top and not getting squished. Obviously, I spent a little too much time perseverating on this, but it is what it is. I'll share my list for the week on Instagram so you can see what this week's looked like. But I usually don't buy too much meat at the grocery store. As I said, I stop up on Walden Local and Costco. The majority of my list tends to be produce and then uh, some specific items that I need. This week's grocery shop came to $180, which was good for me. My goal is to keep each week's grocery shop less than $200. This isn't always realistic or possible. But groceries are so expensive these days. I know that we've all talked about it, especially since the pandemic. But I try to keep my weekly grocery shop to less than $180. I also remembered my bags this week, which makes me feel like the saint that I am. When I got home, relieve the babysitter. There was still time in the nap for me to do some things. So I immediately will start making anything that I plan to make to have for the week so that I don't have to do it later on. It just it, it kind of like bleeds in from grocery shopping into cooking and then I'm done and I don't have to think about it. I also will listen to an audiobook while I grocery shop or cook. And this is just kind of my my time. So this week I made the gazpacho and the cilantro cottage cheese dip. Um, they're as I said, they're two things that I'll have on hand all week, and it just makes it easy that I, as I'm unpacking the groceries, I can just put the ingredients for those meals or those items to the side. And so once everything is in the gr- in the pantry and in the fridge, I have everything out to just start cooking, and it's really quick. And then I'll just pull everything right into deli containers, which I'm obsessed with, in the fridge. 
So shout out to my cousin Abby for this dip recipe and New York Times for the gazpacho. They are my favorites. And then before it got cold, I shredded the chicken off of the rotisserie. There's something gross about peeling the chicken off of the cold rotisserie when it's kind of gelatinous to me. And so I just right away will shred the chicken. It's also way easier when it's still warm and just put it into a deli container and put it away. So that is the super specific of how I grocery shop and meal plan for the week and then get myself started and prepped for an overall successful week. Last night's dinner, I chopped up the lettuce I had left over from a previous week, threw it in with the chopped chicken, corn on the cob, pepitas, some crumbled tortilla chips, avocado, tomato, and a dollop of the dip that I made and tossed it right into a salad. Then the kids ate and enjoyed the chicken, corn. They looked at the tomato, didn't really eat it, pasta, and then watermelon, and they snacked on carrots and ranch on the table. That's another thing that I do, the watermelon I mentioned. I will buy a whole watermelon or pineapple or cantaloupe or whatever fruit is pretty gnarly to cut myself. I will usually end up buying a whole one because it is so much cheaper than buying it already cut and it's not that much work. So if I buy a whole watermelon, before I even put it away into the fridge, I will cut it because if I don't, then it sits in the fridge and I don't actually ever cut it. Cool. So that's how I grocery shop and mail plan for my family. And those are some specifics about what we're eating. Hopefully there's some inspiration in there for you. I'll post my family staples list. I will post the recipe for my gazpacho and the cilantro dip, which are huge hits in my family. I will link a bunch of things in there. And if you have any questions, reach out on Instagram at a day in her life pod or on a day in her life.com on our contact form. I would love to chat and engage with you on what you're cooking for your family. So uh, thanks for humoring me in this mini episode. And we'll be back next week with an interview with the one and only Caro Chambers. So really excited about that. And then I have some really great interviews coming up for the fall. And I'm so excited as kind of the summer winds down, getting into people's calendars and schedules for the upcoming fall season and really excited about the content that we have coming later on in the fall. So I hope you all have a great rest of your day and have a great week. <music>